If you're a gang member in Pittsburgh, we don't have to tell you how easy it is to get a crappy podcast. We just want to make sure you know there are plenty of map reports available on our streets these days as well. And they're open 24 hours a day. Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for Yep. All right, then if everybody is ready, then once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Mep Report number 54, November 1st, 2006. What's up, dogs and cats, snails, octopi, happy Halloween. Mep Report 54, we could have a studio. By happy Halloween, we could have a studio. And happy Hanukkah. And happy Hanukkah. And Kwanzaa. And happy New Year. (laughs) And uh, go light some candles. Just whatever it is Halloween, Christmas, Kwanzaa. Go light some candles. Light a candle for the emo. So exciting. You know, we want to say hello to everybody. And you know, it's a good point. Like, the way that the holidays are cycling, (laughs) it is eventually going to get back into sync again, you realize. Like, eventually it's going to be normal again, because they'll actually be a year ahead of time. Like Russ was saying, it'll be 2008 Christmas, but it'll somehow fit at the right time. So we don't have to celebrate Christmas in August. This is a bit of an overreaction to having one show go up a little bit late. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) A little bit of an overreaction. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, now we will release them 12 months late exactly. Exactly, according to the day. Look, it's I, I don't important think it's that we bad. own up to this for the future civilizations that are currently listening to the new release of the MEP report. <laughs> this, Who found it? This week, 3175. Of Oceania. <laughs> yes. Which Why is a are new they one. talking about the midterm elections when they're already over and we're looking ahead? It's a strange yeah. dating the system. The Council of Elders has been in place for hundreds of years. <laughs> I know not what they speak of. It's like the Star Trek dating system. They talk about system. it like it's some utopian dream. <laughs> Go get a Tonka truck forthwith and proceed to the next gate. We have yeah. no such thing called Tonka That's trucks. Great. We have been in search for them in the mythical bombed out area of North Korea. Well, go find them. This and is the foundational podcast of our civilization. It was called Hemep Report. <laughs> we don't know yes. what those words meant. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so hello, everybody. We do have a guest for you tonight, in case you think we're going to be self-referential all night. And it's actually it's actually another podcaster. So we're going to wow. have a, uh, another podcaster on the show. Hopefully it'll be okay that they skip sound check and we won't have to do a bunch of sound checks because uh, they know what they're doing. Right. So I'm not going to tell you who just yet. <laughs> not yet. Look, Don't it's Mep Report 3. Yet. It's Mep Report 3. Uh, oh, my gosh. So, Call yeah. back. So, Good times. Good times. I'm not so, going to tell you who, but there will be a podcaster later on. 
So cool, cool. Listen in for that. We are looking forward to that. So yeah. I, I have a question that I wanted to bring up, and it's related to... Middle America. That's pretty impressive, actually. I like that. Sorry. That's cool. Um, All right. So I wanted to... That reminds me a little bit of the sound system we played at this past... Uh, so this past week at my band, uh, while Russ was doing his comedy show and was knocking him dead in L.A., my band and I were trying to knock people dead, you know, metaphorically speaking, of course, in New York. And uh, so the show was... melt their faces by wailing on your guitar. Well, the problem was actually, yeah, because we got out... The, sh- the band before us was sort of like a John Mayer wannabe, so it's all this, you know, and then you love me, you know I love you. You know, it's all this, like, strumming the acoustic, and then we're like, and now a stalker song, yeah, you know, and it was very... It's kind of a shifting into fifth your to first without a clutch, you know? Do, yeah. Do, do. Exactly, your exactly. Wonderland, uh, Australia. So yeah. we shattered yeah. their image. Okay. We shattered their image of that. But what I wanted to ask okay. was, I, I, and I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, is what makes somebody a fan of something? Because the band right after us was this band that was known at the club. We, we talked to a couple people at the club, and they were like, oh, yeah, you guys are going on right before the crazy Asian band. I'm like, what the hell is the crazy Asian band? The crazy Asian band poured in at about maybe 10 minutes left in our show. So I'm singing, all right. and all of a sudden, these, these 12 Asians come walking past, carrying instruments and equipment. And then they're also carrying um, a bunch of, like... Greg, I believe it's uh, Orientals or uh, Yellow People. No, no, no. That's Asian that's back Asian. in the old day. Oh, we, have to, we have to let people know what right. it is now. <laughs> so I like that. That's what Russ is thinking. While I'm sitting here thinking, that is like you know, half the world is Asian. What kind of Asians right. are we talking about? Are we talking right. about Indian subcontinent. Oh my God. Talking about North Koreans. Really quickly. Were they North Koreans? They were not pushing Tonka trucks, so soon they were not North Korean. Yes, Russ, you were going to say before I go on my crazy Asian. Really story. quickly, what happens when you break up with an Asian girl? You get disoriented. No! Uh, <laughs> dear God. Sorry. I it's it was come great to this. <laughs> the the, the map report ended in episode 54 when someone used the disoriented joke. I think that's the first joke, joke. I've ever told in a year. That's got to be the first joke. That is pretty impressive. I'm going sti- to stick with that. That's All quality. Right, um, <laughs> so, in answer to your question, um, apparently they were Japanese story. That's, that's what I was told is that they were Japanese. Okay. Um, okay. And so... Great. Where so once our set's done, um, we you know we're breaking the set down and we're you know getting the drums off stage, and all of a sudden these people are coming up on stage and I noticed that they're bringing up instruments and that's fine and then I noticed that there's you know normally a band has five maybe six members you know Chicago had like you know ten or eleven I guess but they were you know they had a big stage to work with they just kept gathering onto the stage and I, I started to go wait a minute and at one point there were and I kid you not because we counted them we were standing standing watching them there were fourteen people that were on a not very large stage playing all kinds of various instruments. Now, here's the part that's the crazy part, because apparently these people play there all the time. Right after we were breaking down our set and moving out, all of these other people who also looked to be, I would, you know, look to be Japanese, I believe, since I'm assuming there was a, there was apparently a cult following is what I was told. They're seeking to all, be Japanese. They well, they all, Japanese. they all They're poured into the club. And they sit down, and okay. these people start doing the musical version the of the Rocky play. Horror Picture Show, Asian style. So yes. the guy starts, the, the guy in front is blindfolded, <laughs> like, a, like a Mr. Miyagi blindfold, and he's at the keyboard. So he gets up to the front of the okay. keyboard, and I'm not making this up, he stands, he's like, you, you want to hear a good big song? 
and he does it just like that with that accent and then and I was talking to this guy before the show and the guy was just like oh yeah so we're going to play some music like, totally flat no accent he gets up there's like so you want to sure, hear a good sure. big song and then starts blasting away <laughs> on, the, on the keyboard which prompts the rest of the band to spin around because it was like an Andy Kaufman moment they all had their costumes they are dressed one of them is dressed as Bo Peep one of them is dressed as Hello Kitty Another one is dressed as this guy who looked like a military dictator. I don't know if Kim Jong-il was there. He didn't do anything. His job is to fold his arms and look dramatic, I, I guess. Say, they might uh, be North Korean. But the glasses yeah. weren't big enough, don't so I don't know. Out. So he's walking around the stage, and they start singing, like, in this very sort of, I don't, it, it's very much as if you were listening to, like, the soundtrack to some Nintendo game. And, and you know, so they're just, you know, at which point they start singing that. They do that, like, three, four times. And this guy with an umbrella walks on stage and starts spinning it and the crowd goes wild apparently this is something they do they're like yeah guy with the umbrella woo you know and we're just looking at each other like what the hell is going on in other words what they did was they created the most stereotype like if you wanted to find the most offensive to Asians people of Asiatic descent kind of show this would be it and yet apparently it was loved and revered by the people doing the show and the people watching the show and they did this for like two or three songs we watched it was fascinating they were just like, and they were like, you know, if you like want to, the, uh, yeah, the Japanime village people, basically. Exactly, exactly. Somebody said it was the village people for Japan. <laughs> That's exactly what they said, actually. <laughs> so the question is. Th- these Today's people must have had 50 is. people. They must have had 50 people in this club at midnight going crazy wild about this band that was doing this. Uh, how does this happen? Like, how do we get fans of these? <laughs> oh, sh- I don't on, understand. Greg. What am I? Greg, this is not a big leap from from having people come up to us and be like, "Oh my God, when Stompface, the Violence King, met Voltron, and they all went to land with Gandhi's and yes, Klingons, but, and they had a big But this was war, more than just one Jeff for us. This was lots I of know, Jeffs. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> and so Asian words, ones if at that. If we were more popular, we would have exactly the same following as this band. The <laughs> so I guess so. Yes, if this, only this, we exactly. could go live. Plus, these guys play five or six times at the bitter end in the past three weeks. They had played the day before. They had played two times in the weekend previous. This is like the band you bring in, and they were referred to by the club as the quote crazy Asian band. This is the band. Oh, that I thought play. that was the actual name. That they were just being stereotypical by calling themselves <laughs> the crazy yeah. Asian band. Yeah, I do not top. know what the name totally of the band was. The they didn't. They didn't sort of. They didn't say it. Oh, the guy on the keyboard, by the way, had the blindfold in front of his eyes, like he couldn't see through it. So he was playing the whole thing blindfolded, like completely blindfolded. They should have called the band "All Your Bass Belong Are Belong to Us." <laughs> I, I was thinking that. I but it was just it was I it was a very curious, strange experience, and they seemed very friendly when you know, they were just like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then they were like, "Now it's crazy band." And they, and they beforehand, these people had been talking, like you know, the because as I said, I talked to a couple people about them. And they were like, "Oh yeah, this band after you is pretty good. They're a crazy Asian band. They're pretty good though. You know, they've got like they you know they supposedly they've they've played a bunch of clubs in the city, and so they were acting. They weren't talking anything about the cult following. They were just kind of like oh yeah it's a band like you know the beatles or or you know like like bob dylan playing a show you <laughs> well, know if it's, like it's the just beatles, like that you've you got know? to anticipate a, a cult phenomenon i guess i, I guess say, the beatles were slightly large you want gripping song i want to hold your hand yeah exactly people people went a little <laughs> oh, they were a little excited in the presence of the beatles a little not we you know they didn't overdo it a yellow but submarine chukka, 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 chukka. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> and then passing out. And that dude, and that dude in the front never sang. He just kept his arms folded. He never did anything. He just walked around the stage. It was great. And the guy with the umbrella was like, woo! It was like, oh. Like George Harrison. Oh, there exactly you go. like that. Exactly, yeah. I got, I got to agree. <laughs> they do sound like a, a decent 
musical foil to the map report. Yeah, you can't really explain it. They're really weird, uh, but somehow they're entertaining. Apparently, so they're on the Pod I think, uh, Music Network. We, yeah, we should get them to open. I was going to say, we should definitely get them to come and well, do a show. Well, I think they're definitely sure. able to be played. Whether they're pod safe, though, is another matter. Uh, safe is a relative term with these guys, I would say. That's the, that's Look, the yeah, we don't do it. Well, they're work safe. We've got to stay one step ahead <laughs> of the competition. Oh, oh, and did I mention the person Good in front Lord. who was wearing a kimono <laughs> handing out flyers for this band? When we came out the front, we saw this person in a kimono who gave us a brochure. Of course you didn't. Yes, I mentioned that. Sorry. Yeah. Of course you didn't. That's yep. fantastic. Yep. I mean, what can I say? People want to belong to something. And the weirder it is, you know, probably the more that uh, people will want to belong to it. Which so, explains you know, our listening fantastic. audience. So welcome, listeners. Welcome to the well, Metroport. <laughs> There aren't a ton of perks, frankly, and I'll be totally honest, there aren't a ton of perks to being a Map Report listener as far as having a community, right? You don't go to not download it and yet. everybody, well, sure. But, you know, not everyone throws a big house party and it's like, we're listening to the latest Map Report. We and, can like, become the new MoveOn.org. We're the MepOn.org. And be like, have yeah, house parties. Yeah, Map Report. And, you know, Why don't we just hire Ben we, we don't Has have anyone not come up with this idea before? <laughs> that would be great. Oh, I he is listening to the show now, so I don't know. Uh, know. Well, if he's listening to the show, I have, I have a phone pick with him. In your free time, why don't you uh, call us up? And yeah. Yeah, this is a work. friend of ours from the Brand Nice Debate team who knows every single person on the face of the earth, so he comes in handy. And it's sent you email again. from yes. MoveOn.org. Yes, you've if got you've got an email, if, yes. <laughs> you have email. Go check your inbox right now. It might be in the spam <laughs> folder. You have it from Ben Brandle. I guarantee. I am not so happy with, to pick? with MoveOn because MoveOn sent out a thing last, la- I guess it was a couple days ago. As we all know, the election is going to be next week, and so they send out this thing saying, and it's coming down to the wire in America with the election and blah, 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 blah. And they said, so we need your help. They said, let's be honest. How many times is, are you going to remember that lecture on high modernism that you dozed off on in class? But you will remember the leaders you elect. I was like, how many times are you going Great to remember lecture. undercutting we'll college professors? Right. <laughs> right. First of all, kids are not dozing off in my lectures. But secondly, let me make this clear. So I wrote them a thing. I'm like, yeah, um, I know you guys are working hard. But can we sort of ixnay on the undercutting higher education? A can we can we do that, please? Can we not attack <laughs> higher education so that we can get How your little move on thing? If you wrote it in Pig Latin, <laughs> <laughs> I hey modernism may with Ulfwe or Jimmy Perry. Ames J Oyster J. You and your ivory tower. Your Pig Latin. S T A Iliad E A this itch bay. Big Latin and your pig farming, pigs. Oh, that's very modernist, yeah. big Latin. Anyway, so if that's really your biggest don't problem education. with Move On, then you're way ahead of the game. I mean, <laughs> am I the on, only one that doesn't that get email for Move On? I don't get email from Move On, and he's my friend, so you know, yeah, well, that's fine. I never hear from Ben I, otherwise, I get unless I get email from that one. So that's the only way <laughs> to stay in contact with him. <laughs> Fair enough. But he hears from you, Greg, and that's what's important. I'll bet he does. So well, hi, hi, Ben. No yeah. attacking education. Ben Branzel, while we're talking about MoveOn.org, Ben Branzel is the yeah, only indeed. member of the Quadfecta never to appear on the MEP report. Oh, God. <laughs> the what fecta? We are not explaining that. Oh. We're moving so far along. Yeah, and yeah. We better Greg not explain that. I just got it. Yeah. That's because I was not a member of the Quadfecta, so I was kind of out of this. No, you were not. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's true. Yes. You were not. 
They were in close very proximity. good vantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Oh, hi, inside see, jokes for our people friends. People just want to belong. This yeah. is what I've been saying all along. Great, people just want to belong. Third base coach for the, the quadfecta for <laughs> oh, years. That is so not the analogy we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> there was no was need for uh, third base coach. I was so giving you guys the signs. Was, did you? Did you Greg have need for third base coach? <laughs> he was waving me down. Well, this is after you know we broke up. For there, the first no one time. was waving you home. Is this no one paradise was standing home. on we second base, that. being like, "All right, I got a double. I'm moving oh, my life." And Greg's furiously like waving exactly. me around. He's like, "Come on, go! No. You can do it! Go!" And I'm we're, like, "We're making yeah, reference, to it. dear listeners. We're making reference to Dude, something which is difficult." To get onto a tangent, base. it's one of those things that, you know... Okay, if anyone hasn't figured out that this is a girl yet, then they're just not getting it. It's right. Clearly, it's a girl. clearly a girl. Right. So, and yeah. we're going to leave it right where it is. <laughs> we'll just say this is a girl oh, dear. who had bewitched four of us, including Branzel, Terrell, Story, and I. At one point in our lives, we were it's all true. extremely messed up by this person, who we're all very fond of, and it's not a bad thing. Even. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> she just... Messing up might be a slight exaggeration. There are degrees of messing up. I mean, but it yeah. doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just like throwing you off like you're walking <laughs> around and somebody hip-checks you into the building. You're going to walk a little differently. It doesn't have to be a pain thing. It's just clearly oh, something it's has just happened that is just you stumble along through life before. now. Right, right, of course. Yes. Yeah, yes. She, she totally hip-checked me in my journey through life. It's, like a, it's like a concussion. A it's just a minor That's concussion. A like It's just a minor moment of your brain being bashed around in your skull. That's all a, mi a concussion Look, is. It's like that movie. Do you remember that insane alien clown movie where the, the aliens who are clowns for some reason... Like stuck uh, what? silly twirly straws into the brains of their victims oh, yeah. and sucked out the juices and from their brains. What are you talking about? The insane about? clown posse goes to the moon. That one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the insane clown posse has to be based on this movie. There's no way that they just made okay. that up by themselves. Alien clowns? What are you They're talking not about? They're hard enough to do that. Those guys are freaking morons. <laughs> it was it was a really cheesy. It's true. It was a B-rated horror movie. I don't know the title. It was You're something sure it's like, B? Literally, like, al insane murdering alien clowns. Something like that. Ah, classic. Is this the remake? <laughs> that box office gold right there. Why don't we come up with something? Soundtrack by the Crazy Asian Band. It's eight alien clowns. Good big song now. You know, their natural fear of clowns. And so all the aliens looked and dressed like clowns, and they murdered people in very silly ways, like taking a silly straw and sticking it into your brain, or, like, killing somebody and turning them into a puppet by, you know, sticking their hand up your spine or cocooning you in a cocoon of cotton candy while you, like, dissolved into it. And then it's really, it was really gross. <laughs> but <laughs> To be fair, if scary. you were going to commit a lot of murders, would you really want to be something that people already feared or would you want to integrate into society? I think someone who had the power to disguise themselves would just come in as young children and then take over. No, young I'm children sure can be very scary, too. About that. Young children can be scary sure also. the premise was it was a disguise though. I think this has just happened to be what they Not look like. Them. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> they look like clowns. The writer's That's like, okay, phenomenal. look, our budget doesn't account for alien costumes, but I have a bunch of clown suits lying around. Can we just use that? We'll just work that into the plot somehow. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. They were not the trying to party. anything. I see. Do you I know see. what this reminds me of? That's you awesome. guys have, have you read Childhood's <laughs> End? The... Uh, Arthur Clarke. Long time ago. Book. There was uh, of one of my favorite parts That's that I, I reference all the time is that it turns out that the um, 
they're called the overlords, and they just end up watching human race evolve through the last stages of their normal humanity. But they're actually like a benevolent, helping race of people. And for 50 years, they just sort of live in spaceships and communicate with us via radio. But then when they finally come down and we see them for the first time, they look like our stereotypical idea of what the devil is supposed to look like. You know, they have like the horns and the tail and the wings. And so ah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. It's cool. It's positive that we sort of, the human race, psychically decided that this devil character was going to have something to do with the end of uh, mankind. And so we sort of psychically like put that image into the Bible, predicting half correctly that these creatures would come later on. And they ended up being benevolent, but, but you saw also them as sort malignant, of right. symbolic as the, uh, of the end of the I human like race. This. So this is the clown thing, which was, you know, maybe we, we pictured them as, like, humorous, funny, entertaining things, but really they just provided entertainment by killing lots of people and causing anarchy. And I, I like how you segue perfectly from <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke, sci-fi genius, to maybe the same logic was in play with <laughs> to this alien murdering clown no death saw. gods. Those, that one. <laughs> that's the same kind of thing. That's probably the same logic at work. The same uh, sort of amazing theory about uh, human existence yes, and perspective. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Thing. That's like no, the guy, I, I, the guy who wrote Showgirls, uh, <laughs> claiming that it was um, exactly like what did he call it? It's like this is a Bohemian. Uh, what's what's the name of the thing? The thing that Rent is based on? Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. No, 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 not modern day Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not a modern day anything. Oh no! No, no. What's the name? What's the thing that Rent? What's the thing that Rent is based on? Laboem. Bring the showgirls. Yes. Labo M. So he said that <laughs> showgirls. Labo M. Labo M. That's what he said. He said. Clowns getting naked now and then. <laughs> to be fair, that would have been much better than than what I was going to say about showgirls. No, he said he said the movie Showgirls was like a modern day Labo M, which is like, uh, no, it's actually a modern day piece of garbage, is what it is. <laughs> it's not like what we did. I've never right. heard that oh, Queen okay. song. Yeah, Labo M. You're confusing it's ideas. It's the same thing, just shorter. Uh, everything, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so yes, comparing Fantastic. something to a work of, you know, a great work of art and claiming that it is a great work of art because it's a modern day version of it, not so much. Yeah, yeah the actual thing that yeah. happened that I compared this to was um, during 9-11 when, you know, we... <laughs> when the clown suits were paratrooping from the sky. Yeah. yeah. Here, have some more that imagery, was... people, just in case. <laughs> like in Red Dawn, <laughs> except the clowns. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> You know, the, the, now the clown stripper portion of 9-11, not like the political Did you the clown stuff. stripper? The clown stripper portion? Yeah. What? <laughs> you remember? It was at 8.05. It was the right hell before. wrong with you people? You remember this? Did I crack? Where were you, you during the clown strippers? We all know about this. I was Come shivering on. in my George closet, clearly. So confused in that video. He was like, clown strippers? <laughs> buildings? What? What are you saying? <laughs> Do you think that American oh. people would be so irate as to justify wars that were totally unrelated if there weren't clown strippers involved? Wait a minute. Seriously. We have to take out Wrigley Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus. That's the whole key. I could not imagine the evangelicals being more pissed off at something than clown strippers. They, they do not. And they like were like, we expected devils, and this was supposed to be the end times. Well, try to make it happen anyway. Right. The serious point was <laughs> the whole thing about 9-11 that we 
you know, subconsciously made that our phone number for emergencies, and then that happens to be the date where, like, the worst emergency in American history took place. Right. Was very, very similar to the childhood end thing, and I thought that that was cool. I see. Which is more probable than the people who perpetrated 9-11 wanted that association All in right, all <laughs> right. But it is more probable than clowns coming from the moon, let's be fair. No, I actually, uh, I have an, right. I have a volunteer. I have a volunteer for the worst political ad of the new political season. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard it. I heard it on the way in the car today. The ad is as follows. Okay. You hear someone saying. Also, the season is old. Well, I know. I'm sorry. That's true. We're <laughs> at the end of it. Six days. Yeah. That's, it that's probably true. ends one day Dude, from when the, people the election. The, show. the election was two weeks ago. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. No, no, no. <laughs> and when, and if you're listening to this in the uh, land of Oceania, that that's happened many, many years ago, hundreds of years. Anyway, so. And I like to. Thank our clown overlords for stealing the election. And, <laughs> exactly. And Who knew what happened in 2006, really like the, just as I, we predicted it? The, um, the burlesque show last night was really wonderful. <laughs> Tinkerbell and Bozo. And the age, crazy Asian band. I agree you with Liberator. Uh, so wonderful. I, I'm driving, I'm, so I'm on my way driving today, and in the car on the radio, there's this ad that comes on. It's like, if you're a resident of Staten Island, you need to listen to this commercial. Then you hear, all right, so I've got the stuff. Where are you going to move it? Well, I think I can move it here. All right, then I'm going to meet you at, and all of a sudden you hear, click, dot, 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 and then this voiceover comes in. If John Franklin is elected in Staten Island, this is what could happen. Terrorists being cut off so that we can protect their rights because he wants to end wiretapping from the government. And if we allow him to do it, the terrorists, don't let this happen to you. And then you hear again the phone going, dot, 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 dot. I'm like, yeah. So basically, this is the, if you elect this guy, we will stop wiretapping terrorists and therefore will destroy the earth. This, this, and this is what he wanted, clearly. That's, the bill is protect terrorists and, you know, cause the earth to be destroyed. That's, that's actually what the bill is titled, according to this guy. Is the entire CAA run by 16-year-old girls now? They really love talking on the phone this much. I, 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 mean, I just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Muhammad, what kind of bomb do you have? You have a shoe bomb? Oh, oh I got the shoe bomb, too. called your mom. Uh, Call your mom, CIA. I'm sick of this. I mean, no. seriously, can you believe that? Also, that commercial does sound like it's going to bust up a pumpkin carving party, or maybe at worst, a drug deal. But seriously, it's like, you got the stuff? Okay, meet me. <laughs> like, you, if you're really going after every call that sounds like that, then we're going to be needing a lot bigger Well, apparently budget. there was a version of that ad where they actually named the guy Mohammed. If you believe that, he's like, "So, Muhammad, meet me at." And all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, oh. I believe it." So then meet that fits. Meet me at Couscous Lane, Baba Ganoush Street. And then the other guy went, "Habla, habla, habla, habla." We are not racist stereotypes, exactly. Baba Ganoush. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that was not a. It is. It is. For, yeah. Very, very scary. Yeah. It's very distressing, and and I, I, I actually was just like, I was, uh, a, I was angry in the car. I'm just like, I can't. I, I oh hate. No, I hate all this. By our guest. I can't believe it. You know. Our so. guest is 15 minutes. Early. Oh, <laughs> our guest tonight, early and by surprise, joining us via satellite from the Mostly News podcast. The host, the oh. only person on the Mostly News podcast, as far as I know, Charles Cadenhead, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Charles, welcome, welcome to the show. Hey, and you there? You might. We can hear you. Wow, he has good audio good. quality too, without a sound check. That's great. He wow, really that's good. He, uh, he, the podcaster. He, 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 he reads a news he, show, he, so he's, he's got to have a good game. audio quality. I know about him. Hi, Charles. How are you? Hey guys, how are you doing, Greg? Very well, very well, thank you. Uh, yes, I actually, Charles is not only a podcaster, he's also a college professor, so he and I share several things in common. Oh, so, really? Yes. I did not know that. 
Where do where do you teach, Charles? Or are you uh, keeping that keeping that a secret from the listening public? No, I teach at a two-year school here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Oh, cool. This also means that cool. Charles so, has to be one of uh, our few Texas listeners, I think. Not that the Texas people wouldn't agree with some of the things we say, but I'm I'm just guessing that uh yeah, there's we've been talking about terrorists we're not big in Texas? and um and bigotry, Charles. Um which is not to say that that's what Texas believes, but since our current president is from there, there's a, you know, there's a predilection, I guess, in some of our listening base to believe that wrongfully about Texas people. So, I just, you know, want to make clear that's not the case. Nice backtracking, Greg. Thank you. I like it. I'll be here all the week. How 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 do you how do you feel about the politics of uh, of Texas, Charles? Well, we have a guy on ballot named Kinky, so you know. That's right, Kinky Friedman. <laughs> Does he have a shot? Is he going to win? Do you he, think? I don't know. It's it's a four way race, and um, I really don't know. I've been seeing his bumper stickers everywhere lately, so that's a good sign. Oh, that's but, pretty cool. Um, we have ex teacher running who was. These are the, not to um, be uh, confused with all the other kinky bumper stickers. Right? <laughs> that's right. Different kind of kinky. <laughs> I haven't seen any other kinky bumper stickers. <laughs> totally related. Different. Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe in California, but not here. Uh, gotcha. Oh, you know it. Not that California is any stranger to four way, 10 way, 12 way governor races with porn stars and, you know, everything else that you guys count as elections out there. Everybody in Cali. runs for governor. I ran for governor. It's only like $110. <laughs> Just sign up. It's true. You need like seven signatures, oh. one of which can be your own. It's very easy here. <laughs> exactly. Three and of they them can dead. Be dead, right? Four of them living. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Oh, exactly. I was assuming. I mean, live people. That's like two people. <laughs> Presumably, your parents. Hey, look. <laughs> all I have to say is that somehow you guys elected Arnold Schwarzenegger as the most mainstream of all the weird candidates that you had running. So that says quite a bit about Cali, I think. We almost elected mm, Arnold Huffington, which would have been. Fantastic. Yeah. True, true. That would have been cool. It's weird. Yes, that would have been good. The accent would have been too much, though. I mean, uh, unlike Schwarzenegger. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that Which was the joke. Exactly the that same. was the joke. It's the same accent. Same accent. Exactly. That's the whole. Wait, do you ever see them in public actually, together? Actually, to be fair, this would be a great disguise. To be fair, act. she is no. Hungarian. She's Hungarian and he's Austrian, so it's only extremely close, but not exactly the same. It's true. Okay. They only share a defunct empire and nothing more. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. uh, and just like any two people, they love to make fun of each other when they were debating each other. He's like, well, let me talk, Ariana. Let me talk. <laughs> Nobody understands you. It was great. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. It's very funny. Fantastic. So what's, uh, what's in the news, Charles? Are you cooking up anything for, uh, for the next news show or... Well, everything's election news. Though so there was this interesting piece. This kid from the University of Indiana came up with fake boarding passes, and the FBI got all upset about it and busted into his apartment and arrested him. And his, he's a grad student, and the college is like, oh, we don't know who you are, and we're not going to support you on this, and <laughs> you're breaking the law. Was that Go true, away. or did they just, they just throw him under the bus? They're like, well, we better see he's thrown to the wolves. <laughs> Well, I think they threw him under the bus, but he really did. He came up with these fake boarding passes. He said he found a loophole in the policies for creating boarding passes, and um, he was blogging about it. And I think he oh, had I read a website. Yeah, he had a website that would generate a fake boarding pass for a person. Um, <laughs> oh, great. He said he never used it, so great. the website now down. 
I, I, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. That, that's just, I don't know. That just amazes me. <laughs> it's like the guy who, the people who were um, claiming the thing about the hoax about the, the stadiums, the dirty bomb thing. And they were like, let's have a blog to see who can come up with the most ridiculous hoax. And they're like, why would the police be upset about this? This seems like a perfectly rational and reasonable oh, thing to try to do. You know? Did you guys hear that uh, eBay was bombed today? It was? Did you guys hear about that? No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was a very preliminary report. There were just firefighters rushing into the eBay building because a bomb had gone off on, like, the fourth floor. Whoa, they and actually it. bombed it? That's all. They really bombed eBay? Uh, I mean, who uh, was oh, they? I thought you meant I the mean, website. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. No, it was, <laughs> was like, oh, traffic bomb. Yeah. No, the building of uh, eBay PayPal got bombed. What? Who would bomb the, uh, eBay? Who wouldn't bomb eBay? But why is this on. not on the headline? They're like, oh, well, somebody bombed eBay. Never mind. <laughs> Here's the headline that reads, 10 reasons why you want to bomb PayPal. Oh, well, see? So that's, that's what happens. That is what there happens. There you go. That's what happens. They didn't have Someone read that and bombed PayPal. Oh, man. eBay. It is true. That all, of these, all of these people, the white wow. hat hackers and all these people are just like, look, I'm just trying to show you that it can be done, okay? Yes, I've given you directions on how to build a tactical nuke. I'm just showing people how it can be done. I'm not giving anyone ideas. I'm just... Showing you how we could build a tactical nuke if we wanted to. Hey, if every single person could build their own tactical nuke, then we would have the safest world imaginable. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Just an extension Just of the gun, right? Right. Uh, your briefcase you carry it with you. Well, there was such a thing, you know, actually. Yeah, um, right. About 10 years ago, the Pentagon had designed, this is actually this is 100% true, they designed a nuclear grenade, and the one negative was that there was no way to get past the mile blast radius <laughs> when you threw the grenade. So they had yeah. trouble convincing someone to use it. Just they needed, throw it and run. You'll, they had you'll to get hire away. Peyton Manning every time they wanted <laughs> exactly. to bomb a country. The problem. <laughs> Go long! Just don't get that. Oh, Zoom. That's the problem with a tactical nuke. It's not tactical, really, because you die. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not a practical nuke. It's tactical. It's a tactical. Okay, there's a big difference between those words. It's a tactile nuke. Key you feel it first. All right. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Exactly. I don't know. Is it? Is it true, wow. Charles? So why isn't that bigger news? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just Charles, haven't, they haven't the news released man, anything. Do you have? Do you have an explanation for us as to why the for top eBay? story is still about Kerry's apology if there was a bombing of eBay? Because there's an election next week. <laughs> cares about eBay. There's election news until Tuesday. Yeah, That's right. no matter what. So if I, mm -hmm. I get on a plane tomorrow and it crashes, my relatives will never find out because there's an election. Just make sure there's a politician That's on terrible. the plane with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Take a politician with you. I'll, I'll kidnap one before I go on board. Mm -hmm. oh, now make I'm sure go you're handing out candy with George Bush. Oh, I guess. That's, <laughs> which is clearly what story we'll be doing, hanging out right next to him the whole flight. That's hey, true. GW, what's going with on? With my buddy. <laughs> um, big dub, I like to call him. So speaking of yeah. carrying around tactical nukes, I did want to ask a question uh, about this, Charles. Is it true that <laughs> Texas... Are, is it true that Texas has gone off the deep end with weapons carrying, or is it more reasonable than is often portrayed, would you say? The weapons weapons usage. Oh, no. Every pickup has a gun rack with at least two shotguns in it, oh. and everybody has concealed handguns in their jackets or down in their boots. Right. And, oh, no, they're, they're everywhere. Are you Isn't carrying the gun one rack thing unique to Texas? Like, that's the only place like, where it's legal to have, like, a portable outside gun rack or something like that? <laughs> you can have a gun rack, and you can have guns in the gun rack as long as they're, you know, rifles, as long as they're out in the open. You can't have concealed guns. Well, they you can't, can't have concealed, concealed guns right. if you have a permit. But um, like rifles and things, hey, you can have them in gun racks, no problem. 
So now you can't have them at schools and things. Hopefully, right. Well, I was just going to ask about that. How does that work with your students? They're like, like next year. I'm sorry, professor. You gave me a what on your midterm? Uh, let me just go get my gun rack. I'll be right back. That's yeah. when I throw one student in front of the other student and run. <laughs> oh, great. Tremendous. <laughs> Preferably the star of it's the classroom. A couple, of, <laughs> a couple of big burly guys at the entrance are like, check your weapon. <laughs> and they just put it in a big pile as they go in the school. Right, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, I teach computer science, so I've got a lot of geeky kids, you know. Ah, uh, okay. To take most of yeah. them. I see, I see. They're the ones who are always pounds. running from the guns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be more into the tactical grenades. Right, right, right. <laughs> They'd be the white hat hackers, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh, right. Uh, yeah, they're the ones breaking into the, my electronic grade book. <laughs> Changing the grades. Not that that's happened because you're always five steps ahead of them, right? Because of right? Is that accurate? That's right. Right. That's right, because I, I, I don't <laughs> use you know, grade book. I and you know, keep it in my head. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> there you go. I just Are made you your grade up. Eh, that's right. Exactly. Right. You're pretty good looking and you're a girl, okay, you get A. See let, let's keep in mind, of course, Charles, that this is all um this is all being recorded and it is conceivable this could end up back with your administration <laughs> officials. Not not that this ever would happen. I'm just saying it it could not that Greg's paranoid about yeah. this at all. <laughs> not that Greg talks about this all the time. Hey, I don't Greg's want to talk I already had my students. I already had my students find my personal website where I have my CV and stuff like that. And they actually were talking about it in class. They're like, "Oh, we found your website, Doctor Wilson." I'm like, "Oh, really?" And they were like, "Yeah, it's got your web, your resume." And I was like, "Oh, uh, right, okay, good." Fortunately, Greg Wilson is the most common <laughs> name on the free earth. Um, not that I'm embarrassed of the MEP report. It's just not quite the same uh, persona, you know, that you would want to. The tenure committee might not look Do favorably we shame on you, it, Greg. I'm ashamed. Do we make you Shame. sad about yourself? I'm ashamed. Shame. <laughs> oh, man. Now, some, of these, some of these feelings may be justified, though. A good friend of mine, I, I won't reveal who because uh, she might get more trouble, but a good friend of mine did recently get a disciplinary notice from her work for blogging. Ooh. So, uh, and blogging about work. Nice. So, uh, it's not uh, not so good. So, you know, maybe paranoia is justified. Wow. Paranoid times. I see. It's possible. Yeah. Happens. What what exactly would they actually give us? They'd be like, yes, we're putting you on notice that your show is strange and weird. It talks of things that we don't <laughs> understand. Not and regulated by the FCC. And, and emus. And, these and emus. Exactly. Exactly. And emus. So, I don't... So, Charles, I guess, do you want to take a chance to promote your show a little bit? Because I have heard the Mostly News <laughs> podcast, and I know we joke about not listening to podcasts, but the Mostly News one's pretty good because it's news, and, you know, it's timely, and it's... it's Mostly. Yes. Mostly. Mostly. No, mostly, mostly yeah. Does. Right. <laughs> I, I do weather. Believe it or not, there is a weather segment. Oh, okay. And that's kind of like I gaze into my crystal ball, and I try to figure out what the weather's going to be for the next week and <laughs> tell people. I also that's play cool. a little music. So cool, cool. I just Good pick what I like and throw it on there. It's kind of kind of a filler to take up a little extra room on the end of the show. Um, and that's about it. That's good. Cool. Um, I usually so that's do a mostly mostly news.net. Is that mostly right? news.net? Right. Yeah, and I've heard it. Cool. This is good.com. It goes to. It is a good show. I've heard it. It's a good show. It also it goes to a site that's trying to sell the website, and so you're going right. to right. buy the website for 250 bucks. I that's checked right. that out earlier today when it I was goes trying to, to find your website. News. <laughs> Occasionally news. Oh, Occasionally news. Once in a while news. Not so, so much news. Yeah, once in a while news. Hey, I wanted to ask you one thing before we yeah. let you go, Charles, about that actually. Do you ever find in producing a mm-hmm. weekly news show, you know, if you have a, a story which is based upon timeliness, i.e., you know, current situation is this, that, and the other, how do you how do you deal with timeliness issues since obviously six days from now things are going to be different before you put your next show? I mean, do you hedge your bets a little right. bit? Like, Well, I try to, and it drives me nuts, too, because 
for instance, the um, Esperanza fire happened last Thursday. I put a show out Wednesday. It was put out by Monday. So, you know, the whole news cycle you was, missed was the whole gone. thing, yeah. I missed the whole thing. <laughs> I did cover it in this week's show as kind of a recap. You're like, so there was this fire. But, um, that happens frequently. <laughs> there was a fire, remember? Yeah. You remember that remember fire? Remember fire? They put it out. People were hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I think you should but, just ignore all things like that entirely. Just move on and just be like, and if anyone ever asks, like, what fire? What are you talking yeah. about? I the report Wednesday there was news. No fire. should make good fodder. <laughs> Stick to a wreck. That'll give yeah, you right, exactly. Exactly. No, there's, there's not there you go. Exactly. Conflict exactly. in the Middle East happened. We know that for sure. That's that's People fair. died in Iraq. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> the president said something <laughs> silly. It's, Those kind of things. It's one of the reasons why I pick stories that aren't in the headlines of the major news program right because and you'll they'll beat those to death those will get covered i try to look for the things that aren't being covered like this student out of indiana i don't think anybody's been covering that and i thought pretty interesting and those type of stories aren't as timely as say the fire story was and he'll be in guantanamo bay for six to eight years <laughs> so you know yeah, it'll uh, constantly be an issue people will true. if you don't remind them where where did he go where did that guy go only his family will ask this question oh well let's watch some football thank like you <laughs> so that's good exactly <laughs> well thank you very much charles for being on our show thanks a lot charles and, good uh, meeting you showing up so to and speak. having good Thanks audio quality me. we always appreciate that well, good, good stuff I'm, I'm surprised yeah. myself good to talk to you Charles yeah good talk to y'all bye Russ bye, right. bye bye Charles bye my story okay player I'm kicked <laughs> player left <laughs> you, no you kicked dignity. it through the door and out no dignity in this show oh that's cool it's Charles true. is a good guy oh man Mid-sentence. he got kicked yeah. in the nuts no. <laughs> yeah Charles is a good guy that's just uh, weird yes that's like the episode of the Simpsons the Australians giving people the boot that's like their only punishment is they kick you with the boot. I wasn't aware that that happened. Nobody watches TV anymore. Australians kick you with a boot? <laughs> anyway, well, the thing with TV, because you were citing these numbers oh, yeah, yeah. earlier and talking about, oh, yeah, the yeah, World Series it. didn't it. get good ratings. Well, it's because it's based on the Nielsen's. And I've got a little thing for you guys out there about these fairy tale so-called Nielsen ratings. They are the equivalent, ladies and gentlemen, of complete and utter voodoo. And I'll tell you why. Who do you do? We have voodoo. in America is we have little boy and the yeah, demon. That voodoo oh, can, that I do, can I do a two so second poorly. recap? This is based yes. on our argument Go ahead. in last week's episode, which aired up. 17 months ago, which uh, we had a small <laughs> argument where I was basically arguing that this last World Series that just ended was totally useless and worthless, and the story said it actually had some interesting sub-stories and subplots, and people really cared about it. Then I sent these guys an article from uh, SI or some sports magazine that cited the Nielsen ratings as saying this was the lowest-rated World Series of all time, and now story has a... right. Has a bone According to, to the Nielsen ratings. Now, when I yes. was a kid, I thought that the Nielsen ratings worked the way that, you know, anything reasonable that purports to be what the Nielsen ratings purport to be would work, which is where you have a little box. I'm sorry, my on head just blew up. Can you explain that sentence every... again? <laughs> anything that blew up work would work Basically, as it worked. Okay. Sounded like one of our new plans okay. in Iraq. It was like, we're going to purport to believe the things that happen are functioning. <laughs> and the NFL. Right. It's Go true. ahead, sorry. But then, because of the language barrier, and there were no translators, it didn't get through to anybody. So they're just like, oh, they're speaking English. Oh, you didn't get the memo? Anyway. Oh. And that's why there's so many American dead. Just to send it to the Sunnis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's our Iraq strategy in a nutshell. So, 
anyway, I basically thought what kids think, which is that things make sense and happen for reasons. Okay? Is that a simpler way <laughs> of putting it? Kids. And here's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So I thought that every TV was equipped with a little box or a little thing in the wire that tracked what you watched. And then that was fed to some other thing. And, you know, eh, on a way. So that was, we wonder why Story isn't a privacy advocate. Because he always believes well, yeah. he's being watched oh, from the age and, of a child. It's, it's, this it's the Truman this, Show. This goes in, story. I'm going to bookmark this for the election thing, too, because that's another issue and another thing that we have to talk All about. Right. But regardless of which, we'll come back to that. So I assume, yeah, everything's being tracked. Everything's, you know, fine. If you're a privacy junkie, it's being anonymized in the moment. You know, I mean, yeah, the, pri the concept of privacy probably didn't, I probably never cared about, let's be honest. So fine. You know, if you're a privacy junkie, it's anonymized, it goes through, the stats are compiled, it's fine, and then you have the actual number of viewers at all times of all things. No! Yeah. It's these no, stupid little cards that people have no accountability to. They fill out whatever their neighbor filled out or whatever they think would make them trendy or cool or popular. Yes, they're anonymous. Wait a minute. How, Wait a minute. How I'm people not so do these things. I don't think that's what it is. There's no accountability. There's no story. Isn't what? what the actual system is, is that, yeah, it's not the whole country, but it's, let's say, a few thousand or a few ten thousand people right. who have an actual box that yes. actually tracks. And who actually no, watch no, TV, uh -huh. yes. No, there is no box. There are cards. Are I you sure? There's a Brandeis professor. There was a Brandeis professor who became a Nielsen family, and they had cards to fill out. This is how all of the advertising dollars in American television have always been allocated. This is how all of the ratings, this is how shows have lived or died, is based on people. This is how we won the cast wars. I mean, uh, the, the, the. Where there's no honesty. <laughs> no, at least that was actual votes recorded, not people filling out, like, votes. Voting in one box and then turning as around and filling out cards know. about like, well, let's see, I think I voted here and I voted there and what. It's crazy. And now with all of these tracking devices that we have, we have the ability, we have the technology, the ladies technology. and gentlemen, to actually we make a proper Nielsen ratings where we can actually rebuild this broken system and understand um, what people are actually story, I hate, and we I hate to undercut it. your rant, but I, I wanted to read you this quote. Yeah. Uh, Nielsen ratings are processed okay. by the use of a limited number of set meters, which are small devices connected to the televisions in a home. These devices electronically transmit the viewing activities of panelists and transmit these records nightly to Nielsen through a collection yeah, unit placed in the home. That's what I said. I knew it. Uh, sorry. Okay. Well, they do cards too. <laughs> Okay. No, that's fair. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a great we brand, can talk about polling. But I was just like, uh, polling is completely yeah. unscientific. I mean, it was probably started with cards. Maybe cards now with the technology, they do tracking. These are like and punch cards. Doing, like, you know, cards one out of seventy-five get, random I, people. You get the comment yeah. card with the box, being like, "My box was looking at me today while I was watching TV, and I have a complaint." And it was, <laughs> I thought it was like punch cards. If you liked this show, please do. Is this a hanging chad for Boston Legal? If not, then please. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Right. I was going to well, say, fair <laughs> even, I mean, yes. this is what I, I had heard the system was, but come on. I mean, this is a company 
all of whom, all of their employees have devoted their entire livelihood to figuring out as accurately as they possibly can what people are watching because hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars are at stake. And in fairness... Do you think, you think maybe yeah, well, they're, they're somewhat accurate given that that amount of money is on the line? But in fairness, to story, in fairness to story, though, it does say that yeah. much of the rating system still consists of the completion of ratings diaries in which a viewer records his or her viewing habits. So oh! there is, it is still there to a degree. Oh, snap! So, so it's a combination. Okay, so they have... A couple a of boxes, and then most people get the cards. <laughs> and then 800 okay, million well, cards. Okay, And two boxes. Well, then thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the proportion is. The point is, is there is a better way. We could equip everything and actually know what people are watching. And, you know, I can't help but feel that constituencies are left out. Similarly, I was going to talk about with voting, since that is something that I know a little bit more about how it's handled. <laughs> uh, the only way... You know, all these people, if, if you've been living under a rock, there's been all this freaking out of, like, everybody saying, well, oh, vote absentee because Diebold is fixing the election and blah, 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 which I think is a load of hooey. But sure, maybe they're fixing the election. We'd have no way of knowing. And that's scary enough as it is. But there's really only one way, and then people are, like, tweaking the system of, like, we'll have a computer that generates the paper trail, even though the computer, if it wants to fix things, could fix things and then fix the paper trail because the paper trail is printed out afterwards, which is also totally ridiculous. And it's like, well, we give you a voting receipt, but it can't be tied to your name because of secret ballot. And, and there's all of these little fixes, little fixes, little fixes. But there's always going to be corruption possibility until, until we get rid of secret ballot. That's the only solution to actually having a fair, reasonable voting system in America. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It is completely open, no privacy So voting. to get more people to participate what in voting, what you would suggest is that everybody openly say... Oh, I'm not trying to get more people to participate. I know, well, yes. I mean, I could care less this, if more people participate. See, the problem is, Story, I, that... I think we have far too many people participating. I was just going to say, see, I think the problem <laughs> yeah. is that you would like the system to break and collapse and fire, so I'm not sure that we should listen to you as to what no. you advocate. Like, oh some people who would like God. to preserve the system. But I'm saying, if you actually want an accurate vote count, if you want to guarantee a vote count, because every problem that you have had in the history of democracy with correctly counting votes, every reason that's limiting that is actually yes. a safe Story, do you know why this hasn't been a problem in other governments? That make it hard to count because votes. the problem in democracy it is has. that. The problem crazy? in dictatorships is when you have oh, open voting. Anyway. Like, for example, I'm sorry, you voted for Mr. Rodriguez? I happen to have a gun here that suggests you didn't vote for Mr. Rodriguez. Oh, thank you. Yes, I thought you might change your mind. Well, the problem story. is the anonymous okay, vote. I think we've grown out of that, right? What? Do you really Has China grown out of it? <laughs> No, no, no. In America. I'm saying in America. I'm suggesting this for America. You can phase this in over time in other democracies. I see. But don't you think that we've grown out of a place of, like, workplace repression? We have enough of a solidified belief in democracy and voting that we would be over that. Story, and we I don't know about that. Public record voting, Story, I don't know about that. Do you, what was it like after the Iraq war happened? Do you think there wasn't an enormous amount of workplace and school repression around expressing your opinion about that, it, you know, we shouldn't be in Iraq? Would you were considered not a patriot if you said it was a bad idea to send troops to Iraq. I remember that time. I wouldn't agree with you at all that there's necessarily, I think there's been a reduction in it, mm. but I think that there would be a terrible chilling effect on the effect of voting because people would all of a sudden feel as if, you know, their vote and their decision-making process was under scrutiny, and all of a sudden you get people modifying their votes based upon, you know, what other people think of what they're thinking. You know? I don't... I don't well, people already do that, which is Yes, stupid, but they but do they it independently. I, mean, I know, but it would be even worse here. In America, I know, but it would be even worse here, though. they vote for who they think is going to I mean, win. this is why exit yeah, polling is, is bad. Everybody votes mm. for third-party candidates. And 
and why exit polling is bad right. because exit polling especially with the whole west coast thing the west coast if they mm-hmm. see stuff in the east coast things get screwed up because of the polling right. you know so there's that as well i don't know that i agree with you about the workplace the other, oh yeah though. there's a lot that needs to be yeah. fixed no definitely is, i don't think I the, the don't privacy know. issue is the only thing that causes uh it difficulty in counting the votes i think a lot of it's just okay. pure bureaucracy pure bureaucracy like look in the uh the butterfly ballot thing it would have taken as long as it took for them to count however many votes they did count in florida which was not enough with however many workers Mm -hmm. they had it would have taken three times as long to make a phone call to the recipient of every ballot and saying you know who did you vote for like getting a hold of these people like i I know from personal experience like trying to track down people by phone once they're no longer in front of you is virtually impossible (laughs) even if they have 18 phone numbers and 18 phones no 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 russ it's with the assumption of a electronic voting. So you get a printout that just has name and all of the votes that they cast and who they voted for, and it's all very easily cross-referenced. And yeah, you don't need to necessarily verify everybody, but if there's a problem or a question of did the voting machine work, you can cross-reference. People get a printed receipt when they leave of who they voted for. You can cross-reference with that, and you know, it's set. And if there's a problem with the printed receipt, somebody looks down before they leave the polling station and flags it and says, excuse me, I Well, that's what they're trying to do now, right? That's why they're Please doing the printed the record, receipt. That's so. why they're trying to do a public a paper trail. I agree with you about that story. Oh, a paper trail is well, a good idea. Somebody then, they're like, I'm sorry, I have a printed receipt here that says I voted for George Bush and I didn't. And they take it over to the, how is wait, that wait, any more of a I just thought of ballot? a great idea. And then they, like, seven people go Story, no, this it. is genius. This so is genius, you know why? A private ballot. We might as well go all the way. No, this is genius. Watch. You have a 60-day return policy. Look, look. You're just like, oh, my God, wait a minute. We elected that guy. <laughs> I'd like to come back. Yes, I have my receipt. If you could just exchange this <laughs> for the other candidate, please. Let's just that would be great. kill people no. who want to go vote. No, no, no. Not an example, no. That's also good. Okay. Idea, but no, no. You oh, just God. exchange. You're like, look, I, I realize mm-hmm. this isn't what I was expecting. It, it isn't compatible with my moral value. So I'd like yeah. to return him and exchange it for John <laughs> Kerry or some other presidential candidate as opposed to this one. You know, it's a return exactly. policy. And if enough people take their receipts back, it's a recall. Hey, man, there's no extra vote or extra election or extra. Expense. I used to just, work in retail. They enough receipts, and it's like, okay, yep. yep. Here's a return. When I was in graduate school, yeah. I used to work in retail. I, I saw people idea. try to return things that were five years old. I saw a guy try to return an Atari 2600. <laughs> controller in 1998. People could get this. This would work. This is a process. It doesn't plug into my PlayStation. I want my money <laughs> back. Have, it's 50 cents, I think. Can you give it to me, please? Yeah, yeah, in exchange. That's a perfect oh, idea. That's the advantage of a receipt. dollars at the time. It's a great idea. I think that's fantastic. Okay, well, I'll implement your idea if you implement mine. A gift. Go. They don't have a receipt. <laughs> I got you this vote. You, what do you think you get a gift receipt that? that doesn't say who you voted for. It just says that you voted. And that's all it says. That's George fantastic. Bush, $25. John Kerry, $15. for you by your friend Both of you, priceless. Love Bob. Voted George Bush for you. No, no, it wouldn't say. It just says I voted for you. I won't tell you who unless you ask really rudely. Not sure who to vote for? Why not get them uh, a gift really card? Gauche. It's perfect every time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is awesome. That wouldn't make things any more complicated. Oh, I'm here to vote for my team friends. Did you get the extended no, no, warranty to, on George Bush, sir? Did you get the extended warranty? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, that would be great. That's another part of the receipt. You can get the, like, three-year warranty. <laughs> and so if you're really unsure about a candidate or you think they're going to pull a yeah, surprise late term, totally. you can get the extended. That's perfect. Yeah, That's great absolutely. for extra money. That would be great. And then, yeah, there you go. 
That would be great. Fantastic. Well, that is sort of what okay, happened in California. American democracy. Isn't that what happened in California with Gray Davis? He basically got recalled. He got recalled by the California voters. <laughs> yeah, but, he did get but it cost millions of dollars to run that election instead of just having enough people schlep in their receipts or mail them Oh, in. well, yeah. You know, well, instead yeah, of each is... taxpayer contributing 39 cents, right. it was like yeah. millions and millions of dollars to set up in new California, ballots and set up the whole thing. Right. I mean, there really isn't any democracy. Or rather, the, not, that's not to say there isn't any democracy. It's just that the elections don't mean anything. Let me put it that what? way. What? Because, yeah, anytime you want. Because of the proposition system. Oh, right, You right. can bring up any issue you want at any time, and as long as you get Which enough signatures, and it isn't over. Ballot it's not phenomenal. Anything. It's a freaking joke. Proposition 65, the same yeah, thing well, I mean, as Proposition like, 92. It's the same thing as Proposition 30. They literally recalled Gray Davis for nothing. They, there was no, they're like, he somehow mismanaged the budget or something. Two years ago. I mean, it was, he had no it was charisma, so dude. He recalled him for no La- charisma. Of charisma. That I'm sorry. I want to return Gray charisma. Davis. He had that no charisma. Right. Can, can, I, can I get him back, please? And they, and got, they got Schwarzenegger, many who millions has of signatures. only charisma. And you nothing know, else. That's all he's got is charisma. But he has so, a very low constitution. Else. Absolutely no He's negative five to intelligence. <laughs> and he can't <laughs> wield <laughs> scrolls. He can, because he can dual wield microphones. But boy, does he have charisma. God damn, oh, he's going to win by a two-to-one margin with his charisma. It's true, dude. No, proposition system, direct skills. democracy. That is phenomenal. Oh, God. Good system. Let's have a town meeting. But it's true. It does sort of undermine the value of having a legislature. Because, well, it undermines know, the like value of having a vote. Are things that the legislature... It undermines the value of having a vote. You're like, I, you're like, I vote for this. I approved it. You would rather... It, that's great. Then a year later, it's like, well, wait, it's wait, wait, back wait, wait, again. Wait. It's like, there's no point in having a vote. It's like, never mind. They'll be back next year with another proposition that says the same thing. Like, it, it does... I mean, it never so ends. Y- y- let me get you on record. You would rather vote for other schmucks who are paid off by lobbyists to represent, quote-unquote, your interests than vote directly for what you want. Sorry, I'm so glad that you've put me in the position of either voting for direct democracy or voting for, quote, the schmucks who are paid off by other people. Can I, can I choose option number well, three? Well, that's the status quo. <laughs> that is the status quo. Correct. That is what it is. Or open democracy. I have no problem with choice, direct Greg. propositions, I mean, but I, that I think that... I, my problem yeah. is that I feel like the propositions right now are too broad and are able to be brought uh, by anybody for anything all the time. And I do object to that. I, I think that the proposition system... Like, okay. can we at least have a law... When it goes into place, can it be in place for like five years before you're allowed to bring it up again? Is that possible? Can we do that? Can we have like a little bit of a grace period? Sure, that's instead of just thing, being right? like, well, that's let's fine. bring it back again because you know. And can we not have it be? That I think that the state flower should be pot. Theory. Can I have a proposition to prove that the state flower no should be pot? for you. You break it, you buy it. <laughs> exactly. You did just directly in the same metaphor Caveat totally emptor. undercut the principle you laid out for individuals. So that was no that because. They don't have a receipt like now. That. If they had a receipt, then I'd be fine with the propositions. And they could bring it back, but there is no receipt. Oh, oh okay. You know? Okay. You could rename That's your great. state There's to no Caveat Emptor. Ladies true. and gentlemen, Caveat Emptor, formerly known as California. <laughs> oh, man. That's got to be the whole country, isn't uh, it? I think so. Haven't we renamed it yet? <laughs> yeah. Iraq. Yeah. Iraq will be named that. It'll be the 51st state of Caveat Emptor. Oh, wow. What? You wanted to be liberated, right? <laughs> Oh, oh no. and, it, and that's our yeah. show. And it actually is. Yeah, next week. Uh, <laughs> it actually has been an hour. That's pretty impressive. I know. <laughs> You're not the only one who can look at timepieces, Mr. Wilson. I'd like to turn our old show. These things have yeah. been spread to all sorts Except of people. this time, Story looked at his father time voodoo doll. And <laughs> <laughs> winked exactly. at Exactly. 
went somewhere in the range of an hour to nine hours as fast as guessed and was right this time. Well, we want to thank everybody hey man, for listening. If I wear any timepieces, they break, so i got to keep them at a distance. We want to thank clock manufacturers. <laughs> if you're a Swiss uh, Swiss clock maker, copyright on that doll, by the please way. send it to the story. The time voodoo doll is totally going to be on the market. That's pretty cool stuff. Uh, Does that mean you're going to repossess mine? So if so, you'll know. <laughs> I'm going to repossess it and then patent it and then give it back to Thanks, you guys, for listening. Oh, and thanks to Charles for, for guest starring. It's like our American <laughs> democracy. They stole it and they're giving it back for extra money. And yeah. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Have everyone. fun. Enjoy your Have week. And, uh, don't vote. Yeah, do, no, do vote. Yay. Go out and vote and get a receipt. Make sure you get a receipt. Vote for all third Don't lose your receipt. A different one every time. <laughs> and a seal. And at least Stripper one Say goodbye, oh, everybody. Better than human. Stripper cloud. The cloud. I need your brains. The proceeding was a presentation of the Map Report, hosted at www.mapreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid one of Please support the Map Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for Map link on the Map Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mapreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MAP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of evil birds. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Just another day away